following is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. Man, I'm so glad that you're here. Come on, can we just give a shout real quick? There we go. There we go. I'm so glad to be able to spend my night with you. Hey, if you don't know, I'm Pastor Ben. I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time, welcome to our family. Can we just go ahead go ahead, give a round of applause? Come on, clap because it feels good. Hey, if that's you and this is your first time, welcome to our family. I just wanted to tell you, welcome to our family. You belong, and I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, I'm going to jump right in today for time's sake. We got a lot planned. We're going to party. Anybody like to party? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see you. Uh, listen, we got so much. So we're going to go ahead. Let's open up our Bibles, the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. We're going to go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. We're going we're gonna to read real quick. We're going to look at the resurrection of Jesus. We'll take a look at the resurrection of Jesus. Now, he is the Messiah. He is God in man form. He came to save all humanity for the sin, for, for, from sin and death. And so, now just let me give you some quick context of what we're about to read. This is, this is after the Garden of Gethsemane. This is, this is right after Jesus was crucified and we're picking up at the empty tomb. The tomb is empty. Now the garden was where Jesus prepared himself for the journey that he had to take to get to the cross. And when Jesus, when Jesus was on the cross, when he said, it is finished, and he died on the cross, that meant that there's no more striving, there's no more trying to earn, there's no more trying to get right with God. No, you are right with God because of what Jesus did. Come on, we are good with God. Somebody just say, come on. Jesus died on the cross so that you didn't have to. And so, thank God that right now, you and I, we are in right standing with Jesus. Oh, that's good news for somebody. So what happened was on, on Friday when he passed away, then Sunday came early in the morning. Some ladies that had been rolling with Jesus. Now remember, I'm giving you context for what we're about to read. So some ladies that had been rolling with Jesus, they came to his body they, because they were taking care of him. They were taking care of his body. This was their custom. This was their duty. So they came to take care of Jesus' body and his dead body. They came to take care of this now. Let's read what happened when they get to the tomb. Y'all with me? Somebody say, yes, sir. All right, here we go. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very on, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they they went to the tomb. And they were there, and there they were saying to one another, who will roll away this stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Who? I just, I, I love this real quick. Who, who's going to help me sort my problems? Oh, oh, they're so, they're filled with anxiety. They got this problem in front of, they see a stone, it's big, and, and they can't sort it themselves. And they, they start bickering back and forth. Who is? I just, I, I love God because everything that you're complaining about right now, He's already, he's already gone before you, and he, he's done and handled it. He's taken care of it. He's fixed the problem. And I wonder right now if you're worrying about who's going to accept me at school. I wonder if, if you're worrying about what lunch group am I going to fit in. I wonder if you're worrying about right now are you going to connect to this family. I wonder if you're wondering who's going to be on my side. Who is, 
Jesus already done and fixed the problem. You just don't know about it yet. See, the Bible says, who will roll away this stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw the stone had already been rolled back, and it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side dressed in a white robe. Now, this is, this is a tailgate sign that this right here is the supernatural. This is a sign that this is not normal. No young man would be dressed in a white robe. Young people are dressed in skinny jeans and Chelsea boots. Amen. And so surely this is an angel. And they saw the young man sitting on the right side dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And they said to them, and he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth, who was crucified, he has risen, and he is not here. This, is, this right here, come on, this right here is the announcement that, that Jesus, that would prove Jesus was not a good man. Come on, Jesus was the God man. He is not here. He is risen. He rose from the grave. So the Bible says that he has risen. He is not there. See the place where I lay him, but go tell his disciples and Peter. Go and tell the disciples. Make sure. He, he gave them specific instruction. The angel said this. He said, you go tell Mary and you tell Mary Magdalene. Listen, go and tell the disciples and Peter. Make sure you tell Peter. That's a big deal. That he is, that he is going before you to Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you he would. Oh, I want to preach a message today. Mm. It, it, on Today on our fall kickoff, it's called, you could go ahead and write this down today. The title of our talk is, Won't He Do It? Oh, won't he do it? And, and I believe that his power is bigger than your problems. And you might have walked in here today. You might have walked in on our fall kickoff and you feel like you got big problems. You might be filled with addiction. You might have loneliness. You might feel like you're left out. You might have sorrow. You, you might, there might be sickness in your home. There, maybe there's a tragedy going on in your world. But I want to encourage you today that whatever your problem is that you have, it ain't bigger than God. Come on. God's power is bigger than your problem. In fact, your, your problem pales in comparison to how big our God is and his power and what he did on the cross. Come on. And the resurrection is proof. Remember, Jesus, his last enemy was death. His biggest foe was death. And, and I want to tell you that, that if he can defeat death, then surely he can defeat whatever the problem is that you got going on in your world. If he can defeat something as big as sin and death, then whatever you're going against He's bigger, he's stronger, he's greater, come on, and he is better. And I believe that today, that his power is bigger than your problem. That's why we're to cast our cares on him. Whatever you're going through, his power is greater and bigger than your problem. That's why the Bible says in Philippians 3.10, it says, Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. There is power. you gotta, you got to be one powerful person to die three days later, get up out the grave. So if he can defeat death, whatever you're going through, he can defeat your issues. Amen to that? Are you feeling encouraged already? Oh, I came to encourage somebody. And we're going to bow our heads and we're, we're going to jump right into the word of God. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we, we thank you today that you are stronger, that you are merciful, you're kind, and you're loving. 
We remind our soul and our situation that you are who you say you are, God, and, and that you said what you would do is what you'll do, Lord. And today we're asking on our fall kickoff to help us, God, not be overwhelmed by our circumstances, our situations, or our problems, but help us to be overwhelmed with the reality of the power of Jesus. And we thank you today that the same spirit that raised you from the dead dwells within us today, God. And we thank you, and we thank you as a church that your resurrection power dwells in the Pittsburgh Steelers, Lord. Mm. In Jesus' name, we're declaring a victory. Thank you, Lord. Come on, get, I get an amen. 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 Hey, you could go ahead, you could write down number one today, and I, I love the resurrection story because number one is good news for anyone who thought it was over, the last can become first. So the resurrection story is so cool because, to me, because maybe it, it, it's filled with people. It is filled with people with problems and issues and situations like you and I have. This is such a big deal. One of the key things that you've got to understand about this story that we're reading is that, that when they walk in, they see an angel in a white robe. And the person that gets to hear this first, the person that gets to hear that he is risen, the first person that gets to hear this, this lady, her, her, her name is Mary Magdalene. Now Mary Magdalene, she's at the tomb. Mary Magdalene, she's, she's been taking care of her bo his body. Mary Magdalene, now... Mary Magdalene hears the angel say, he's not there. He is risen. He is risen. Just as he said he would, he's alive. Mary Magdalene, like, like where are the perfect Christians at? Like, like where is the one that has all their stuff together? Mary Magdalene, you know this lady was once filled with seven demons? Seven demons. Like what is a lady doing with seven demons at, that once had seven demons, but Jesus set her free? What is she doing at the tomb? Like hearing a report from the angel, like seven demons. You gotta be in some evil stuff. You gotta be doing some wicked things. You got seven demons. Like that's crazy. Like, like I met, you, know, you, you ever meet some people, you're like, mm-hmm, demon for sure. Like, I'm, I know you got a demon, you know? You know, Halloween's coming up. You ever see kids when they eat candy? Oh, you don't even know. You give them candy, you give them sugar, you're like, mm-hmm, demon. Like, <laughs> they just run around, they're crazy, they're wild. You don't believe me, you just wait. You just wait, Halloween's coming out, you pass out candy, you're going to know. If you serve in children's church, then you already know. You're like, mm, you get some candy in you, demon. Mary Magdalene, she had seven demons, and all of a sudden, she, she's in the Jesus story at the resurrection. This is such a big deal because the good news means that you're not, you're not out of it. The good news is you're not too far gone. The good news is, I, I, I love this because everybody that thought that they should be last, she, they all thought she should be last, but she's first. She's the first one to hear the good news. She's the first one to get this report. Come on. The good news is for people that thought they were too far gone, that, that you are written off, that it's over. You, you got I mean, if I were you, I'd give God some praise right now because everybody that thought that you should be last, Jesus put you first. Only God can do that. Only, only God can take broken, messed up people like you and I when everybody thought that it was over. And then when Jesus says, I got the last say, I got the last word. Everybody thought, oh, look, look at her. She's too far gone. Mm -mm. Like, like mm -hmm. she's already got demons. Like, you know, but listen, I don't know what you got going on in your life. You're not too far gone. It, you, listen, you're not too far bad. You're not too far messed up, dabbling in whatever you're dabbling that God can't cover. 
that God can't heal, that God can't set you free, that God can't deliver. God is bigger than your problems. God is bigger than your sin. God is bigger than your testimony. Oh, I wish we'd give God some praise today. The last shall be first. And, and you might have come in here and you're like, man, that, you know, that's all cool, but you don't, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've touched. You don't know where I've gone. You don't know what I've smoked. Puff, puff, what, what. You don't know the things that, I, that, that, have, that have happened. You don't know my past is so big. It ain't bigger than Jesus. It ain't bigger than Jesus. It ain't bigger than the resurrection power. And if he can heal a lady with seven demons, then surely he can deliver you. The gospel's so good. Because now all of a sudden, people that thought that, 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 that I, I, I should be the last one, the, the, no, the first one was at the tomb. He's so good. He's like, no, 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 fam. Bring out everybody that thought, that, that thought they were a mess up. She thought she was a mess up. Come on. That, that I, I want to prove my glory. I want to prove my power. She's the first one to hear it. The announcement comes to Mary Magdalene. In the resurrection story, it's so beautiful because you can write down number two today. It's because the good news is for the doubters. A second chance is coming. I'm going to read you all the details in a moment, but, but one of my favorite guys in, in this resurrection story, he's a guy named Thomas. And now Thomas, he had been with Jesus. He had been rolling with them. But when, when Jesus dies on the cross, Thomas and the guys, they just kind of scatter. They go all over the place. And, and so a long story short, when, when they bring the announcement and when Jesus reveals himself, Thomas isn't there. And Thomas, he, Thomas starts to doubt and he, 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 that, that Jesus got up from the grave. And, and so Thomas starts to doubt his faith. So Thomas says things like, hey man, this is, unless I touch it, unless I see it with my own two eyes, I'm not going to believe some talker. I'm not going to believe some preacher. I'm not just going to listen to a podcast and all of a sudden be all in. No, I, unless I see it, then I'll believe. It ain't for me. I got to touch it. I got I to gotta, I gotta see it. I got to feel it. God is so big. Jesus is so awesome. The Bible says that they're all sitting around this house one day and, and Jesus doesn't walk through the door. Come on. He, he walks right through the wall. Come on, somebody. Like, like he, God is so big, he won't come in the convenient way. Like, like sometimes God will show up in an inconvenient way just to prove to you how much he loves you, how much he's for you. He says, I'm, I'm going to chase after you. I've come, I've come to bring you not just one chance, but a second chance. I just love this about Jesus because Jesus shows up to Thomas and, and he's not like, he's not put off by Thomas's doubts. Some of us are here today and we're like, ah, Christianity, religion, Jesus, this whole church, I don't, I don't know about it. I don't, I don't know about it. And some of you, your family members have written you off. Because you have questions and concerns about your faith. And, 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 but God is not put off. God is not concerned. God's not frustrated with your doubt. God is not upset with your questioning. God has enough space, enough grace, and enough mercy that he can handle your sin and he can handle your questions. Oh, I just love that. Because the good news for doubters is God doesn't look at doubters as haters. God looks at doubters as opportunities. God doesn't look at doubters and, and, and he's like, oh, I, ca I, came to, I came to rescue you. I'm going to walk through the wall. And he says, and when he walks in, he's like, oh, really? Thomas, you a hater. That's not the spirit of Jesus. 
He says that as a humble servant, he says, Thomas, put your hand on my side. Like, I don't know one male here today that's like, come here, put your hand on my side. Right there. That's it. It's my good spot. There it is. Like, I don't, know, I don't know one guy. If that's you, we're praying for you. But Jesus says, touch my side. Jesus said, touch, touch my hand, touch my side. He's not upset with Thomas. He gives him a second chance to believe. And faith is, is this beautiful journey that, that God doesn't come into your life to one time to give you one shot to get it right. No, he's so good that he just keeps showing up as many times as you need. One time, two times, third times, whatever. God keeps showing up. How many questions you have? His grace is sufficient. I just love that. Everybody thankful that even for doubters there's a second chance? The third thing I love about the resurrection story and you could write this down as the good news is for the mistaken, that it's the beginning, not the end. So many of us, we think, that, we think that our mistakes define us. That night, that situation, that decision I made, that decision someone else made that affected me, that thing that that person did, that that's all going to define me. That this is the thing that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. No, the resurrection story gives me hope and it reminds me that though I made a mistake, I'm not a mistake. That though mistakes were made to me, they don't define me. God defines me. They won't define me. It's not going to define my story. It won't define my identity. It won't define my re 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 reputation. That that one night, that, that that one relationship will not define me. I'm defined by something bigger and greater. His name is Jesus. I, I love Peter because, because what did the angel say? He said, okay, I've been sent by God to you. Like, I'm all in white. This isn't my decision. Like, I would have been in black jeans with rips in them. Like, I, I, that would have been me. But this is a God thing. And, and he says, go and tell the disciples and Peter. And Peter. Make sure you run and tell Peter. Why Peter? Why do you, like, where, where are all the perfect people at in this story? Where are all the good Christians at? Where are the people that have all their stuff together? He, God is so concerned. He's like, yeah, and go, go and find Peter. Go find Peter. Peter, the one that just denied me three times. Peter, the one that left church and is now going against God and he's back on the, on the boat getting his old life back together. Go and find him and tell him, I don't define him by this. I don't define him by this situation. I don't define him by the choices. That there's a new beginning to his life. I just, I love this about Jesus because he doesn't define us by our mistakes. He is bigger than your problem. Yeah, but man, you don't, you don't even know the fumble that I've made. Like, bro, like, you don't know how bad I got it. You don't, you don't, I, I'm in the dumps, bro. Like, like, it's the worst of the worst. And Jesus sends a message to you. Go, the, go tell the church and you. Like, I bet right now, in fact, if, if you would just ask God right now, I bet you he would tell you to take out Peter's name and put your name in place. Replace it today with your name. We serve the type of God that leaves the 99 to go after, the, go, go find the people, the one that is lost. In this story, it just happens to be Peter. Peter's lost in his brokenness. He's lost in his indecision. He's lost in all of his sin, and yet Jesus goes and finds him. 
In fact, he'll find them on the shore, he'll find them at a shore on a boat, and he'll call them by name, he'll restore him, and he'll put them back together. And, and because he is proving that this is not the end of your life, Peter, this is the beginning of your life. Everybody else wants to say that you're a mess up. But I want to tell you that you are called, you are graced, you are anointed, that God's got a plan for your life, that you can be redeemed, that you are so loved. Come on, somebody, I wish you would clap and give God some glory today. This is not the end of your story. This is the beginning. And I just love this about Jesus and the worship team. They're going to help me sound spiritual. I just love this about Jesus because, because in the story, like you would think that the resurrection story would be filled with all of these people that, that were so faithful, so upright, so good, had it all together. Like where are the perfect people at in this story? They're not there. And guess what? They're not here. There's no perfect person in this room. They're not in the Bible and they're not in church. Because they don't exist. All of us have been doubting Thomas. All of us have, have been Peter and we've denied him. All of us have been like Mary Magdalene where we're filled with issues and situations and stuff and circumstances and we got problems. All of us. Yet Jesus showed up and said, you first. Jesus showed up and he said, second chance. Jesus showed up and, and, and he, he said, this is not the end, this is the beginning. Because the resurrection, the resurrection power isn't proof of the end. The resurrection power is proof that he's just getting started. It's amazing to me that, that the first three people that he puts in the resurrection story people like you and I that we can relate to. Mary Magdalene, I've been in seasons of my life that I, like I didn't think I had all the issues, but Jesus came and showed up and I realized I had a lot more issues than I even realized. And, and he showed up and he said, I put you first in my world. You're first in my world. I've had doubts, I've had questions, I've had fears and situations. Jesus showed up and, and he had all the grace and he said, touch my hands look at my feet I'm big enough for your world like when I felt such pain and I've gone through so many situations like like surely God can't use me like like even this the, even this this summer like when Alyssa and I we lost our baby like you know it, it, like it, like it was the end it was so hard he said no do you love me It's just the beginning. So I know that you've got problems. Everybody's got problems. And some of us are like, yeah, but well, I got a lot of problems. His power is bigger than your problem. The question today isn't how big your problem is. The question today is how big your God is. Because my God is bigger than any issue in this room. My God is bigger than sickness. My God is bigger than poverty. My God is bigger than addiction. My God is bigger than loneliness. My God is bigger than anxiety. My God is sufficient. Come on, anybody thankful today that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the grave raised you. Come on. That dwells within us. So let's stand to our feet. 
Let's give Jesus all the praise today as we just come up and we worship Jesus for who he is. Come on, he's alive, he's active, and give God everything that you got today.